0: to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by High Stakes Headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love.
1: This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love, your host, and thank you for joining us on this show. If you're in the business of getting business, this is the show for you. And one thing I want to share with you: if you've got some time, go through the previous show shows that we've had. It's the equivalent of an MBA in business development. There's some really smart people I've had on here, and I've learned so much from them, and I'm I'm grateful for them giving their time being on this show. And also, I appreciate the comments and the feedback and the reviews. And if you've got suggestions on how I can make this better, let me know. If you've got speaker and author ideas, let me know. I'd certainly appreciate that. Today, we're going to be talking about better sales through storytelling. And we have an expert in storytelling with us. Her name is Alexandra Antra. Alexandra Antra started her career in advertising, and she's the president and co-founder of Shuffler. Now, make sure you go to the links that we put on the show notes because her program, her company, is helps those in the business of giving presentations so for example if you're making a pitch to a client prospect and you have presentations a presentation deck make sure you check that out that's going to help you let me go to the show right now and i think you're going to get some great ideas in listening to alexandra today thanks for listening hey this is scott love thanks for joining me on the rainmaking podcast we have our guest alexandra andra with us and today We're talking about better sales through storytelling. Alexandra, thanks for joining me on the show today.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here.
1: Absolutely. And storytelling is important. Tell us a little bit about your background and how did you get to where you're an expert on this topic?
0: Well, I started at the very beginning of my career, fresh out of college, I started in advertising, working on Madison Avenue in ad agencies and commercials. Advertising is all about stories. There's stories for products. And then as the internet exploded, and my brother, who is also my business partner and and co-founder, James Antra, was working on interactive presentations, which are sales stories for NBC, the Olympics, Genuity, Sirius Satellite Radio. He was in the mid-90s working at a uh, Boutique media agency, you know, interactive media. It was all the rage. Nobody knew where it was. And right. then I took my story building experience from advertising and I went to work with him around 2000, just focusing on creating presentations that salespeople can use, essentially stories
1: for business. That's great. So let's talk about that then. When Mm -hmm. you say a story, what does that mean exactly to people in business? I know what it means when I'm talking to my kid, Mm -hmm. but what does it mean when we're talking about stories in business?
0: So, stories in business, I like to say it's putting the human element around your product. Interesting. So, and when we sell B2B, we put our PowerPoint slides together, and PowerPoint is an outline. So, we tend to just put the facts. Or right. put, you know, a pithy headline and some bullet points or some charts and some data. And, and it's the outline. And somehow all the emotion has been sapped away from it or just not included. And right. what we do at Shuffler, what we believe is nobody wants to sit through a PowerPoint. It's like, oh, God. It's like, yeah, you here's know, like, it's like, yay, I'm going to work today. <laughs> I have seven PowerPoints I have to sit through. Yay. No one's ever said <laughs> that, right? So, you know, we're getting back to the basics of selling, which is relationships. And right. relationships are about emotion and stories are about emotion. And, and it's that human element into your, your brand story.
1: Do you think that the crisis has made... A difference in how people buy has it brought people more emotion or less emotion? Has it? What do you think the crisis? How has that impacted storytelling and business? I think
0: it's made storytelling even more important.
1: Why do you because, say that? Well, yeah.
0: because now we're all stuck, you know, in our Zoom meetings, in our yeah. in our basement, in our home office. We're not seeing each other day to day. We're not building those connections. We don't have that social contact. Yeah. And as human beings. I don't care how efficient Zoom is and working remote. I mean, our company, we've been remote for well over a year and and we're doing fine. So, yes, it works. It's productive. It's it's less expensive, but we are human creatures. We thrive on interaction. We thrive on socializing. And people need that. And even in business, we're still people. We might be selling widgets, but we're still people who are selling them, who are producing them, who are making them. And now with social isolation, that that piece of it is even more so, more right. important because we've lost it. You know, we don't have that contact anymore or we haven't. Yeah. We're starting to get it back, thank God. But we've been missing that piece in our life, that social interaction. And it is so important, I think, just for our health and wellness and overall happiness. its I can be effective, you know, working at home alone. I am, but it gets
1: lonely. Yeah, that's true. And so do you think then our prospective buyers, the people that we want to sign on the line when they say, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm choosing you, I want you to work for my company and uh, give us your services and solve our problems, do you think it's made them more receptive to stories? Is that what you're thinking the crisis has done? How do you think it's really made that?
0: Oh, I think it absolutely has made them more receptive to stories. And when we say stories, we're also saying that the human element the emotion. It's not just, Oh, tell me a story. And you know, you got your soap opera going. It's, it's that connection. It's, it's that emotional connection that, that as human beings, we all thrive on and we all need
1: to survive. I remember when my daughter was younger, she's nine now, but a few years ago, we're at the dentist office and there's a bunch of kids in there. And it's kind of noisy. We're in the waiting room and I needed to get her to come over and kind of get quiet and get ready to go in. And so I looked at her and I said, Maya, I said, once upon a time. And she knew a story's coming. And she looked at me and she ran right over and sat right next to me. And then I noticed that all the kids in the waiting room turned and looked at me. And they're ready for the story. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's something that we need. It's part of our DNA. So how can myself, the person that's listening, how can we, who are in the business of getting business, what are some of the core competencies of storytelling that we need to keep top of mind when we're telling that story to our prospects.
0: So to break this down for a business-to-business sales scenario, with what we have right. today, mm-hmm. we, we have a bunch of PowerPoint slides. Right. And 90% of them are very dry, because right. that's what PowerPoint is an outline. It's <laughs> It's stripped the emotion out of it. So what I would say, basic advice, is go look at your PowerPoint slides right? Put your your presentation together for your meeting this Friday or whatever, you know, your client meeting, and then take a step back. We never take a step back. We just put the stuff together and then move on. Take a step back and read through it and look at each slide in and of itself. Every slide should be a scene in your story. And every story has a beginning, middle, and end. Right. So you look at your 20 slides, let's say that you put together, because first you always start with all of the the core information, the data, the facts, you know, why they should buy your product. So you have all that, I'm assuming, and, and that's already there. So now take a step back from that and look at the, the whole presentation and say, well, so what? So what that, that we are the fastest car ever built if you're selling cars, right? or so what that this will make your whites whiter if you're selling laundry detergent. So what? Well, I'm in a hurry. I need to get someplace really quickly. Therefore, and that's the end benefit. That's the emotional reason why I'm going to buy your product. Interesting. I don't like walking around with underarm stains on my shirt. Right. That's embarrassing. And people think I'm gross, that I'm not clean. Therefore, I want a better laundry detergent to clean that. And that makes me feel clean and proud and beautiful when I present myself to the world. So, that's the story. That's the human element. And we can do that in business to business. Right. It's, not, it's not impossible.
1: Let me ask you this, Alexander. So do you think it's is it helpful? As I've got my presentation ready to go, I'm gonna go make a pitch to a client. A lot of people listening to the show, they're partners with big law firms. So they're gonna sell work to a sophisticated market, chief right. counsels, in-house counsel, CEOs, C level mm-hmm. executives. Do you think they should get somebody that's not really related to that matter or maybe a colleague? To kind of give input, somebody that's not too close to it. Do you think right. that's a helpful?
0: That's always helpful because it gives you a fresh perspective. But even when you're selling to the C-level, you're selling to a CEO. Yeah, a CEO wants the facts, but the CEO also has emotions. They need yeah. to know that he or she, they, right. whatever we're talking about these days, um, they need to know <laughs> that that their employees are productive. Right. They, Every CEO has a bottom line. They have to sell more. Period. Right. They also have investors that they have to make happy and build the value of their company. So CEOs have just as many emotions as, you know, the the little guy down the totem pole.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. Do you think that professionals try too hard to impress in their story? Should that be something we do? What what do you think about that? Should we kind of where do we talk about us and our credentials and how well, fancy we are?
0: That that's actually, I think, an interesting question because. With social media, with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, everybody is putting their their brand together, their personal brand out there. And I think that we need to do the opposite when we're talking B2B, face-to-face in business and just be human, just be yourself, be your Mm -hmm. authentic self, Right. Right. you know, just be you. And again, because we've been in so much isolation, I want to know who you are. Yeah, Yeah, I need the facts to make an informed, intelligent you know, purchase decision, but I still want to know who you are. I want that connection because if I have that connection with you, I'm going to look at your facts that you sent me a little bit closer. Right. It's going to mean something to me. You mean something to me. It's okay to care about people in business. It absolutely is.
1: Do you think, is there any sort of theme we should keep in mind, such as the arc, the hero's journey, mm-hmm. where... In every great story, if you've ever read any of Joseph Campbell's works, it talks about you have the the hero. Here's the protagonist that goes into a pit and finds a guide who has a magical device uh, called a lightsaber and and gives it to him. And then he finds a band of followers and they grow in their character as they find solution and resolution to the problem. Is there any sort of model to storytelling that we should follow?
0: The one thing we should follow, especially when we're in business to business, is your product is the hero. So that lightsaber is the hero, not the guy who found it. Got it. Okay. Ultimately, because we still have to sell more lightsabers. Right. So that's, you know, you start with your product, you start with your service. That's the hero, not you. You're just delivering the message, but you're delivering it. This is going to sound hokey. You are delivering it with like love and compassion and kindness and humanity.
1: That's good. That's a good business, I think. Uh, I mean, everything it's worked said. for
0: me for the past 20 years. <laughs> I'm still going.
1: <laughs> right. And if people aren't into that, you don't want them as clients. Trust me. They're going to slow pay you. They're going to say, oh, let's talk about your fee. And right. it's, it's not going to end well. So let me kind of pick that apart. We've got mm-hmm. the hero of the story is the product, is the service, is the offering. Absolutely. What are the, what are the other components? How do we kind of deconstruct that and then put it back together again? And a replicable model. What other Okay, what so other the, hero, the like? hero
0: is the product.
1: Okay, the hero is a product, okay.
0: The co-star, so to speak, is the customer. Mm. It's the relationship between those two. How is that hero going to help the customer? Mm. That's the story. Beginning, middle, and end. The customer <laughs> so has a problem. That's the problem. The hero is the solution. And the end is the resolution. Why the so- customer's life just got better.
1: That's great. So you're personifying that solution.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Personify the solution.
1: Yeah. I've never really thought of it like that before. That's really interesting. So what pushback? Have you ever seen any of the people you've worked with? Have they ever expressed any pushback that they've gotten from their prospects when they're telling stories?
0: Not really. Because hmm. again, the story is now part of the sale. Mm-hmm. And as, as salespeople, we always get pushback. Right. Or pushback is really a buy signal. If mm-hmm. they're pushing back, that means they're thinking critically about what you're offering. And then that's the opportunity to take that, that question and turn it into a positive. Right. I mean, that's sales 101. You want pushback in a sales meeting. That yeah. just says your client is paying attention.
1: Yeah. Got the last thing to you about.
0: need is somebody like, especially when you're on a Zoom call or you can't see their faces and it's just crickets on the other side. <laughs> and you're wondering, are they listening to me? Did they hear what I said? What are they doing? Like you have no idea, and and you don't get to see body language, or if, if you don't have your video on, you don't know. So you want pushback.
1: Yeah, you that's interesting. You want
0: questions. You you want to engage because that pushback, that negative, is an opportunity to turn it into a positive. So without w- any of that, you don't you don't know what your customers right. think, and that starts a conversation. And that's another important thing about storytelling is the presentation follows the conversation. So instead of you know just forcing those, those 20 slides you prepared, you go into interactive mode. So as your customer starts engaging and starts asking questions, then you, you switch and, and you pull up content that answers their question.
1: So that's fascinating to me. And what I want to hear about, I want to hear about some case studies where you've worked with certain companies and you don't have to mention who they mm-hmm. are, but what are some organizations you've worked with where they've never really thought about storytelling and you've worked with them and how does that help them? So tell us a story about stories. And then I also want to hear a little bit more about your company Shuffler, mm-hmm. about what you do and the offerings you have to those people listening. So tell us about some case studies. What have you seen firsthand with organizations that have really followed through on some of your recommendations? With Well,
0: with- one of the, and it kind of does go to Shuffler, so I'll answer those two questions together because okay, one of the good. things that that Shuffler does from a technology perspective is it puts together a library of slides. Right. So that the sales rep can go in and customize their story in, in 10 minutes. Actually, one of our clients said that when they they started using Shuffler, the time it took to create presentations went from five hours to five minutes. Wow. So as a company, you give your team a library of slides, 100, 1,000, and that includes PowerPoint, Word, Excel, video, PDFs, all of the materials they need to tell the company's story. Right. But the salesperson out in the field, they know better what their customer wants because they're they're face-to-face. They're on the front lines. So they can go to that library and then they customize the story. They pick the slides they want. They build the arc that best applies to their customer solution, and then they go present it. And then as they're presenting and the customer starts pushing back, and hopefully they will, as you said, they still have the library at their fingertips so they can pull up a completely different slide if they want it. They can really give an interactive presentation.
1: So let's say somebody listening to this is in the private equity business, Mm -hmm. and they're an attorney serving private equity companies. They've got to go make a pitch. And they're talking to the, the partners of that firm, and they've traditionally done PowerPoint. So I guess I'm trying to figure out what's the gap that your company provides a solution to? How exactly do you do that? What would you want that person to know about what Shuffler does?
0: Okay. So if you're, let's say, a private equity firm, and let's say you're a really big private equity firm, and, and you've done deals in, and I'm using a really general right. example, but you've done deals in the travel business and the the media business and the digital business. So you you have all these different areas of expertise. Right. right. So then you go talk to this potential investor that you want to you know, raise some money from, mm-hmm. and you think this investor is all about travel. So you bring your travel case studies with you and you tell them the story about how you quintupled the value of this travel agency you know, with this investment and and here's how this succeeded. And then you exited and everybody made like a hundred times their investment. Great story. But then that guy, that investor says, well, actually, no, I'm really interested in in digital media. I think that's that's the future. I'm not doing travel anymore. There's a pandemic. I'm not touching it with a 10-foot pole. Give me digital. And And you're like, oh no. But if you have that library with you, because they're interactive, they're, you right. know, on demand, then you turn around and you pull up the digital case study and the story and all of your PE firm's success in the digital industry, you know, quintupling values of, of media companies, blah, blah, blah.
1: And so do they do this while they're doing the presentation? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's an
0: interactive library. So you can wow. you can prepare your 10 or 20 slides. You know, I could I could prepare my my slides for Scott because I knew last week that I was going to have this meeting with you. Yep. But then you turn around and you say, well You know, I'm from Richmond and I need to buy a new house in Richmond. What do you have about houses in Richmond? And I can go to the library and just pull up slides about houses in Richmond. Mm. Think about it. It's like you carry your phone with you everywhere you go, right? Right. And I think you said earlier you have a daughter. So you're, you're with your friend meeting them for a drink, and you're like, oh, look at my daughter. Look how beautiful she is. She's grown up. Here's her swimming at the beach. Here's her playing soccer, blah, blah. And, and so you're you're sitting there pulling up slides, pictures, they're slides, to help communicate to your friend how great your daughter is, right? But then your friend will turn around and say, you know, I'm really nervous. I have a job interview next week. What do I do? And, and then you say, well, who are you meeting with? And he says, Scott Love. So you turn around and you do a Google search for Scott Love on your phone, and then up comes Scott Love's LinkedIn profile. So now you guys have all the information about that person, and you've just changed the subject. So you've gone from family pictures to job interviews all in one meeting, and you do wow. that socially every day,
1: Yeah, right, right? right? So
0: what I'm saying is you can do that for business. I'm taking that social example because everybody has a phone and everybody's always whipping out pictures or Google searching something and, and using that phone, using those slides to support their conversation. You can do that in business with PowerPoint, with PDF, with video, with more drier business materials. That's great. So I'm so- saying take that, that activity that you do every day and apply it to business. And that's how it becomes a little more human because you're not, you're not handcuffed to a set set of, you know, 10 slides that you prepared a week before you ever
1: met the person you're talking to. So it sounds like you've got a very malleable product that it's able to really do anything in terms of your presentation.
0: Yeah, interactive presentations, essentially. The presentation follows the conversation.
1: And we're going to put your links on the show notes here also, Alexandra. And let me ask you this, then, if if people were to get started in terms of storytelling and Mm -hmm. even in using your service, because I want people to understand what Shuffler does, and how they can look at that and apply that to what they do. What would be some action steps you'd recommend people take to get started on this?
0: Well, they can go to our website, shuffler.com, and they can set up a free site right then and there. And when you start the site, there is a wizard that takes you through the steps to put your corporate story together. So we will help you take that, those mess of slides and files that you have all over your network, on your hard drive, wherever. Upload them into Shuffler and we will help you organize them. We have a wizard that does that. And if you want to take it a step further, we also do it as a
1: a consultation as well. Okay, that's great. And then anything else that you think people should take action on in terms of learning how to tell stories effectively?
0: I think the biggest thing you can do that you can apply, whether you use, you know, new technology or or not, is just take a step back from your slides and just ask the question so what? What does this mean for me? Yeah. What does this mean for the audience? And and put that human emotion back into it. PowerPoint outline format has stripped us of that habit. I'm saying get back into the habit.
1: Interesting. Yeah. What What about color? Is that something, should we look at charts and graphs? Should we look at numbers? Should we look at color photographs? Is there anything related to our slides in our PowerPoints or whatever presentation format well, we use.
0: Pictures, you're right. A picture tells a thousand words. Real pictures of real people are much more engaging than just you know three bullet points. Right. Charts and graphs, absolutely. Just keep them simple. Mm. Uh, some people get so complicated with them. And if it is a complicated story or a complicated message or you have a very technical product, that's great. Then do it in several charts. Just don't try to mash it all into one.
1: Got the, it. Okay. the less
0: you have on a slide, the better.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's very helpful. And I think people lose sight of that. They want to put as much on one slide as they can. I found whenever i give given presentations in front of a live group, back in the good old days of, of 2019, mm-hmm. I would put images with no words on it and then tell a story around that. And I found that people paid attention if I don't Absolutely. have words
0: on it. Yeah. They
1: remember that. So. Yeah.
0: And then well, they're Alexandra, listening to you and they're listening to what you're saying. They're not reading your slides.
1: Absolutely right. People absolutely. can't do
0: both. They'll yeah. going to do one or the other.
1: So we're going to put all of your information. We'll put your LinkedIn on the show notes as well that people can connect with you personally and get to know you. We'll put links to Shuffler on there. And then other. is there anything else, any other resources that you think uh, you would want the listeners to know that you have to offer, Alexandra?
0: Well, we do have a book, Presentation Management the new strategy for enterprise content. It's a really easy read and um, it will help you set up a slide library and make better presentations. That's great. And you can get that on Amazon or you can get that from our website as well. and, And we will mail one to you.
1: That's terrific. We'll put that on the show notes as well. So if anybody, when you're listening to this, you don't need to write it down. You can just go to the show notes where you hear the podcast and get all that information. And Alexandra, thanks for being a great guest. Thanks for giving us some good ideas here. And I'm sure I'll be talking with you again real soon.
0: Excellent. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.